Okay. Well, I told you that I had a, a very little bit to share this morning, and then much of how long or how short this, this final lesson is will depend a bit on you know, how much you guys would feel comfortable sharing. Uh, again, for those of you who may not have been here, we've been going through the Spiritual Disciplines book by um, uh, Donald Whitney. The idea of the book is to sort of categorize or delineate different methods prescribed by Scripture that um, God can use to help grow us in Christ, to make us more holy, to make us more Christ-like. And um, a sort of a keystone verse for this study is Hebrews twelve fourteen: Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. As Christians, we know that we can earn nothing from God. And we know that our salvation comes from the cross alone. However, the scripture is also clear this is not, um, not permission to be apathetic in our approach to, to Christ and to his word, and that we are to strive actively to be holy. And, and we have spent many weeks going through this um, and... There are, there, I'll read through them here. One of the things I wanted to do right now is take a moment to thank the uh, faithful, godly men who have helped bring these topics to you. Thank you each very much. Greg Rulak, <clears throat> Jamie, and Jacob Moore. Um, thank you guys. I, I appreciate your, uh, your time. I appreciate your presentation of God's Word. I appreciate your different approach. I definitely took some notes about the way um, everyone has a, a different style, and it was, it was good to learn um, from each. Um, but we did. We went through a whole list. And I'm actually going to read through the list to kind of try and uh, jog our memory or elicit some responses. One of the things I don't love so much about this room is because I'm standing up here and you guys are, sta- are, are sitting there, it can feel a little formal, and I don't want you guys to be dissuaded from giving feedback, okay? Because, like I said, we spent a lot of time going through all these uh, spiritual disciplines, and I have a couple verses here at the end that I want to share um, but I, I, would, I would hope you guys would feel comfortable um, you know, sharing a little bit here um, about what you may or may not have uh, benefited from. There's a couple, for those of you who may have been following along closely in the book, there are a couple of chapters that we're not going to cover, small chapters. Um, there's Perseverance, which is chapter 13. I have a verse or two and a word or two about that to kind of finish up today. It did not, um, upon reading through it, it did not seem large enough to warrant its own whole lesson, but rather just a few words. We will also not be doing journaling for the simple reason that Carol Hardy has an ABF upcoming that will be wholly devoted to journaling and how that can benefit one's spiritual life. And um, at at one point, Carol was kind of thinking about, well, maybe he would take this chapter, but I think he has a a good amount of material, and I didn't want him to be constrained um, in any way by the scope of this study. So he's going to have his own journaling. If if you're interested in journaling from a Christian perspective, um, there's been many... uh, Pillars of the faith, very famous Christians who benefited greatly from that. So those are a couple. Just other than that, I think we've covered everything. And uh, we have some microphones here. So before I get to my last couple thoughts here, I'm just going to start kind of reading through to kind of jog the memory, different things that we've done. And feel free to shoot a hand up if you say like, hey, this is something I benefited from. I tried this. It's been a blessing to me. Or I tried it. Didn't, Didn't benefit me that much. 
this is a, this is a, um, a good time to, to learn from each other, to encourage each other about ways that we can become more godly. One of the first um, scripture intake, Bible reading, Bible intake was one of the first topics we went over here together. And has anyone had any um, occasion to change or alter their Bible reading? Does anyone have any tips they found helpful? It could be attached to this study or not. Like I said, I'm trying to love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Scripture intake. That was chapters uh, 2 and 3. Yes? That's one that I think I have been a lot more consistent in after this class. And um, I try to get, I mean, I don't do it every night, but I try to get through all of the shorter New Testament ones, like one book or, or several chapters a night now, and then just annotate it to make sure I'm paying attention. Um, but I have read a lot more full, full book and full chapters um, instead of just picking through, like, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of tend to do sometimes you feel since like, we started. Yeah. And you feel like you found benefit from going through the whole section of the whole book as opposed to, like, hunting for that one verse and reading it? Yeah, or? I mean, I think I've been through, um, like, First Peter through, uh, like, Jude probably three times since we started this now. So I have a lot better reference. Mm-hmm. I can re- recall it better. Yeah. Thank you. Anyone else who's experienced a blessing from Scripture reading, Scripture intake? Al? I just... No, go ahead, Al. I'd like to comment, I guess, a little on the class. Uh, it's just been, much like you said, just enjoyable to um, hear the different disciplines again because of the practical nature of it and just to be able to grab a hold of that. And uh, certainly haven't put all of them into practice whatsoever, but um, just I thought it was extremely beneficial and love to hear you guys, a lot of uh, younger guys here that uh, – Love the word and love the body and and, uh, up front, and it's been really good. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Thank you very much. Bible studies through the years have been anything from fill-in-the-blank to verse-by-verse study that takes you a year to go through Isaiah or Daniel or whatever. But I think one of the most lasting studies for me is just the Word of God on a daily basis, and that's why I like a book that takes me through the Scripture in a year. Mm-hmm. And I have benefited, I don't want to you know, say this is the only one, but MacArthur's daily Scripture reading, I've read through that probably for nine or ten years now, and it's just really gives you that overview, but yet mm-hmm. you can spend time focusing on one area if you want. Right. So really doing it every year, right. I found to be so beneficial. Thank you. That's a good point. Um, I, know, I know Greg Rulak had some Bible reading plans and that kind of stuff up here. There's many good ones. MacArthur's one's a good one. Um, for myself, and I try not to talk too much about myself, but um, I'm the kind of person who... I can, if I have the time, I might read 20 or 30 chapters of Scripture in just a day or two if I have the time and inclination together. 
um, but then might go several days reading only sparingly. And I think the nice thing about a Bible reading plan is consistency. We talked a lot about how spiritual discipline, it, it is a discipline, okay? And it's, and it's uh, the ability to do a little bit every day consistently. A little bit of prayer every day, you know, is better than two hours of prayer one day and then a month of silence. And it's something, you know, that, that God can use to, to build on. And about how inevitably people who are faithful to do a little bit each day at the end of a month, a year, a life, have accomplished far more than those who work in great energetic spurts, you know, with long periods of nothing in between. So I think that's a great point. Just to have a plan to help you get through it is nice. Um, other thoughts on uh, scripture intake? Anybody here big uh, listen, listening? Anyone here listen to the Bible? Uh, audio Bible, like on, in the, okay, in the car, I'm guessing? No, not so much? Or at home, too? Some people learn that way. Some people uh, uh, learn that way well, and, and one of the nice things about it is it's something that you can combine with, you know, at a time when you may not be able to sit and read, you can still listen. So anybody have any thoughts on that? Bible via audio? Going for a walk. Going for a walk, yeah, that's good. So, Yeah, no, that's great. So, you're, you know, you're getting some fresh air and some exercise, and you're also getting to hear God's Word. And again, walking around, you know, with might run into something so sure sure no that's 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 excellent it's a good thought so well anyway uh jamie um I came across one that Greg Rolick and I talked about it a year ago. John Piper has a look at the book series, and it's on YouTube, and, and I've just super enjoyed it. And what I, what I enjoy about it is it's obviously his commentary going through passages of Scripture. But I'm a visual guy, too, so he's, he's circling and he's highlighting and he's pulling out things from the words, and it, it just makes a huge impact. And so I know last year when everything shut down i had plenty of time in the morning to sit there and do that and mm-hmm. and that is just another resource for folks to look at and consider uh, in digital so oh that's good that's good thank you that'd be another another option for uh, those who are interested and um i like hearing about how you, you guys process differently or how you fit god's word in you know here and there and and it's 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 wonderful to hear um we, we can move on. Um, I just, like I said, I thank you for your, for your thoughts. Um, the, second, uh, the second spiritual discipline we really dug into was um, prayer. Prayer for the purpose of godliness. Um, how have you guys been doing? Has anyone tried anything new or had any successes with their prayer life? What's a good time for you to pray? What times don't work? Don't worry, I'm not going to call on you. (laughs) Carrie. So I walk with my dog a lot right now, um, just with him being created during the day with school. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's twice a day where I prefer not to listen to stuff just so I'm aware of what's going on 
on around us and not being distracted. So I've started to use that time for prayer, and that's been really good. Um, Sometimes I'll have kind of a list of things to pray through, or sometimes it's just people that kind of God puts on my heart and it's on my mind. But um, it's nice that obviously kind of like reading scripture, listening to scripture, as I'm out doing something practical, then there's something else that I can be doing to serve the body with that. So that's been good. Amen. Another another good use for the for the walk, you know, being out um, and being able to do something uh, as you're doing something else. Um, I like that, and I also like the idea of having a list. I don't know if like a li- a prayer list is useful in many one- ways. One, it organizes your thoughts. Two, if you're the kind of person who tends to pray and then get distracted, you know, the list can bring you back. And thirdly, and this is something kind of uh, that we notice just from the weekly prayer we do here. Um, if you were to write down the things you're praying for for six, even six weeks, forget six months, six weeks, and then go back through there, it gives you a chance to just see how God has answered those prayers. Which, of course, as sinful people, when God answers something that we have prayed about so hard, we're thank you, God, and we're thankful. And then five minutes later, we don't think about it anymore because that's over and done with. But if it's written down, sometimes we look back and be like, oh my goodness. God answered so many prayers, and I forgot. I mean, I prayed about it so hard at the time, but, you know, that gives you another occasion to be thankful, which is always, you know, um, is an appropriate way to approach our, our living God. So that can be another one. Um, worship. We talked about worship. Remember my whole thing about how you don't have an excuse not to sing? Did that? <laughs> oh, I'm just kidding. Um, did anyone... Um, give much thought to the to worshipfulness or or worshiping God different ways we can accomplish that that can be a tough one anyone sorry i'm trying to lose my voice here this morning <clears throat> marian one thing that's nice about covid and the lobby shutting down for a while you know people started putting you know, Pandora or whatever on in their offices, and nobody thought anything of it. You know, mm-hmm. before you didn't play music right. or, you know, anything mm-hmm. like that. Now that the lobbies are open, nobody seems to care that you're still playing something in your office. So, um, and it's not like somebody walks in and says, what are you listening to, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of nice. I find also that um, <coughs> If it's a stressful day, if I do put something on like that, that I even had somebody walk in one day and they're like, oh, you're worshiping in your office. This is awesome. You know, and it's just like music like that just going through your head. Just I think it mm-hmm. kind of takes some of that out during the day. That's great. And you made, you made your, your worship at your office became a witness to someone else. I mean, that's yeah. amen. That's now, sometimes I have to remember, though, that, you know, a phone call or something, it's like, oh, I got to turn it down or mm-hmm. pause it or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, they probably think there's some kind of music mm-hmm. in the background. But, sure. Um, I had somebody else ask me, they're like, are there people in your office? I'm like, no, it's Pandora. Sorry. <laughs> and, um, yeah. Shut it off. But one thing I was going to say about prayer, too. Um, oh, so yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> sorry. Um, the couple ladies that I mentioned um, that are going through um, some serious uh, cancer treatments right now, uh-huh. um, if really, uh, when we were in Alabama, uh, the pastor made a comment about, you know, it's easy to, like, hit the little prayer hands or something emoji, tell mm-hmm. somebody you're praying for them. But 
Um, he had become convicted that he, he would do that, but then do you really pray? And so he challenged himself never to do that or tell somebody he would pray unless he actually stopped mm-hmm. and prayed for that person first before saying, I will pray for you. And myself, I've um, when uh, Nettie asked me to um, be one of her prayer warriors, I made sure that I set a reminder on my phone. Um, she's an hour ahead, so I would ask her what time her treatment was going to start, set a reminder, and then made sure I forwarded it to whenever the next treatment was. Or, And it's also helped me remind myself to pray for her afterwards as she's recovering from that treatment as well. But, um, you know, and I've just done that a little bit more. If somebody says they have a doctor's appointment or, you know, to pray for something specific on a certain day or whatever, just setting those reminders. That's really good. That's, that's a very organized approach because, uh, yes, well, <laughs> as we know. Um, but, no, I, I really like that organized approach because uh, if, say, I were to go through a day and I had eight different people ask me to pray for them, and I was like, yes, I will pray for you. I will pray for you. I will remember you and pray for you. And I don't pray for them, then my words become, and this is a loaded phrase, become a crude sort of virtue signaling because of what is the only thing that I've done is managed to give myself some credit, which I don't deserve, instead of reaching out to the God who can actually change things, right? I've made myself look good by promising to pray, but I haven't followed through on it, right? So we don't want to do that, and, and I think that being organized that way, writing it down, not just not just flippantly saying, sure, yeah, I'll remember you, but like actually committing to it, I think that's a, a wonderful thing. It's a good thought. Um, make sure I get this right here. Evangelism. Where's Greg? Is Greg? <laughs> no, um, evangelism, um, the sharing of the gospel. Has anyone had any um, thoughts or experience about that over the last couple months? Evangelism being one of the more uncomfortable of the spiritual disciplines. It's not always easy or convenient. It's hard to find the right moment. But, uh, yes. When I was in the Philippines in 2017, um, I had shared the gospel with a uh, guard at one of our subdivisions. And he didn't really understand um, uh there's a lot of religion in the Philippines, and so it's just kind of they get bomb people get bombarded with lots of different uh yeah different gospels i guess mm-hmm. um but recently uh he actually over the past couple of years we've just talked and um he he's always been interested in why I was in the Philippines you know I was like i'm an american i don't I stick out so much and uh he he very much so um I guess made it easy for me in terms of sharing the gospel because he was like, well, what, why like asking these questions, you know, that Catholics ask in the Philippines, I can't remember what the specific one, but at any rate, uh, just really just asking about why Jesus is the, why, why did he come and all these different things. And, uh, really just was, um, it was neat to be able to share. And I'm, I'm continuing to chat with him actually. Um, and I believe we're going to have a Bible study soon. Um, and that's not, this is, this is just an experience I've had. And I was encouraged when I was here for Greg's thing. And I was just like, yeah, got to do this because it's, it's a reminder. 
that this is, yeah, it's in the Great Commission, and we, we got to go share share the word. So, um, yeah, I'll be trying to encourage him uh, to get involved in church. He's he's very much so, yeah, not necessarily involved with church, um, but um, this is a man who uh, I know I know is his heart is is desirous of of the truth, obviously, like all. So um, it was just a, a neat opportunity, and I hope to continue it. So That's fantastic. And it didn't all happen at once. No, yeah. that's. It, I would it, say it most con- of the time. Sustained effort on your part. For sure. Um, okay. Most of the time in my experience is it's usually a process that takes sure. some time. So, so, so you know, if we, if, we muster, if we muster up the boldness to speak to someone about it and don't see a complete turnaround in the first yeah. 30 seconds... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's pretty. That's pretty rare. And it, yeah, this this guy, um, his name is Jay. Um, and so be praying for him. He's, uh, yeah. He was saying a few times during our text conversations that he was crying because he felt convicted about it. And I was like, wow, praise the Lord. I was just honestly, I was just giving him verses. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trying um, to just explain them very simply and. It was, it was cool to see that, so. Yeah, amen. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Serving. That was another one of our chapters. Serving for the purpose of godliness. Anyone had any thoughts, made any attempts at serving in the last few months and would like to share about it? How about um, our chapter on stewardship? Jacob shared with us very well. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Stewardship as a spiritual discipline. Um, I'm kind of going to go back to serving, um, but please, I would I would say that I've noticed that in the just the busyness of life or whatever, when I'm doing a service that I know that's either blessing somebody in the body or blessing them somehow, um, God works in a way to like make your heart. Or be happy about it and you don't feel like it's one additional burden like it's just kind of amazing how when you're doing the work that God wants you to do it's not stressful or burdensome like it just feels right That's really good. like God gives <laughs> yeah. a little extra grace yeah. something that would normally really be you know inconvenient or even annoying you know yeah. just a little extra patience yeah well that's it's that's great to hear um because you know <laughs> That's the one nice thing about these uh, spiritual disciplines is we're not just slogging through it on our own, that we have, you know, scriptural promise that God and his spirit will work through those things and give blessings. So that's, that's a wonderful thing to hear. And also, of course, serving being a, a great blessing for the recipient as well. So, all right. Y'all pushed me to it.
Fasting. Anyone here? I told you in one of our early lessons, I said it had been some years since I'd um, uh, spent some time fasting as a spiritual discipline. But certainly the preparation of that lesson um, led me to <laughs> more of it since then. Has anyone here given that a, any thoughts or tried it out? I know this is not the easiest one. And we talked about it that week about how that's not, it's not a big part of our culture. Um, I think that morning when I asked around, like, does, has, does anyone know a believer, a Christian, who has really developed this as a, as a, as a spiritual discipline? And um, I think we had one, maybe one person out of the whole sanctuary who had a, someone that came to mind. So I know it's not part of our culture, but did anyone give that some thought? Give it a try? I, until I put that lesson together, oh, I'm sorry, Dawn. Um, the, the Lord put it on our hearts to ask for prayer and fasting for my son, Ethan. And I, I had tried early in my Christian life to fast and found it very difficult, very distracting. Couldn't really get the job done the way I wanted it to. Um, however, when the need was so great, um, it, it was just a real natural thing to do. Mm. And to have others uh, coming alongside in prayer was just marvelous. And I, I the Lord's hand moved. Mm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, a better example you couldn't find. And for those who... Um, joined in with that or, or prayed for that and thank you as well but um, I love the way you said it seemed like a natural thing to do in such a time of great need and um, amen and amen until I uh, started putting that lesson together and started just counting up and looking through some things I didn't realize how much <laughs> the New Testament talks about fasting even compared to other things that, that we, we talk about very often. We don't talk about that one nearly as much. And I was sort of blown, I was taken aback. I was like, wow, there's a, there's a whole lot here about this. And it's just supposed to be something that we do regularly or in times of need. And, and um, it was very, that one was very convicting for me. I said I wouldn't talk too much about myself. That one really got me. And, I, and it was just impossible to, to read all that and put it all together without being convicted and just being like, this needs to start happening, you know. Um, so that's fasting. And uh, while we're on the easy ones, silence and solitude. Did anybody uh, have a chance to practice seeking God with uh, some silence and solitude? Jacob. With uh, my new work schedule, one of the other blessings is when I get up early, I have a good amount of time to nice. read my Bible. No one else is up. There's no other movement in the house, mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge blessing. So I get to focus and concentrate on reading and studying. That, that's been wonderful. So. That's awesome. Beat the kids awake, have some quieter time. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, that's really good. And... Uh, and mornings seem to be a natural fit for silence and solitude. I, I'm glad you're able to do that. It's hard to, you know, 
You can find some solitude, silence and solitude early in the morning, but boy, sometimes the evenings, that is a, that is a tall chore. Um, those tend to be our busiest social hours, the family, kids are awake. Um, anyway, anyone else? Thoughts on silence and solitude? Yes. It's hard to get up at, I think I have to get up at like 3:45. But it's worth it. I'm sorry. I, mean, I must I think I heard something crazy. <laughs> Did you say 3:45? Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. I have to I mean I do have to go to bed at like 8:30 at night. Okay. But then I get up at 3:45 and I have, you know, at least 2 hours before anyone's up so I can get ready for work spend a good amount of time praying and reading and get a little exercise. When I say exercise, I mean a few sit-ups and push-ups, nothing major, but at least I'm doing something. Oh, so. hey. So, yeah, um, <laughs> for those of you who can't find the time to seek God, consider the uh, 345 slot. There won't be much else going on. God can hear you just fine. Yeah, I mean, if, if, you're, if you can stay awake enough to pray coherently, God, God will be faithful to answer you. That, that's good. And, and like I said, some people are morning people, and um, those, are, those tend to be hours where you can find some, some downtime. And we're almost done here. Um, I told you we're going to skip over journaling. We'll save that for Carol Hardy's. I encourage you guys to look into his class. Uh, learning, we talked about, you know, reading and being an active learner, um, having a, um, a discipline of learning teaching our children via examples to be learners. We should be people of God's word, um, and we should be people who read, people who consume God's word. Um, any thoughts on that? Yes. Barbara. So to connect the ability to pray and to read, there's a big overarching thing that we all do or we have done which is memorize scripture and I testify having just turned 78 that that skill has already sort of left the barn (laughs) so I'm encouraging all of you who are younger than I am to do the memorizing exercise that muscle while it still works well because then you're never at a point where I don't have my Bible with me or I'm sitting waiting in a doctor's office for a lot longer than I'd planned and I don't have my Bible with me. You then have the ability to um, uh, call upon those verses or chapters that you've already committed to memory. So you're never... uh, in the dark dungeon mm. without that ability. Mm. So use it while you can. Amen. And Barbara, happy birthday. Um, that's a great point. Um, you know, there are times when we have time to contemplate God's word or to be worshipful, um, the where we may not have access to um, a Bible or even a smartphone um, that we can use in that way. Yes, Lindsay. I was just going to add on that, that... I used to think that I was a terrible memorizer, Mm -hmm. but I think it's just because I wasn't putting in the time. But the thing, like, what I've been memorizing is so I help with the sparks Mm -hmm. at Awana and just going through, they go through the same verses kindergarten through second grade. And granted, they are elementary verses, but Mm -hmm. I I find that it's helped me so much. And I just keep going over the Mm -hmm. same verses and I, it's 
finally hitting. It's like, oh, I can memorize. It just you takes can, more you can time. Can memorize? Yeah, no. I, and like you said, we we probably have more um, we have more uh, facility for it than we realize. Um, I this is this is a this is a somewhat overused uh, comparison, but if you are a guy and you like sports, and you can tell me for the last three weeks how many touchdowns and how many interceptions the quarterback for your team threw, then you can memorize, right? We see we don't have a special aptitude for memorizing sports statistics or like. Um, I could tell, I could ask any one of you here who's a dedicated Hawkeye fan and be like, "What was the Hawkeyes' win and loss record this year?" Boom, you'd know it. Um, we don't have a special facility for those kind of statistics. We just have a special interest in it. Okay, so uh, so if we're as interested and, and want as want to memorize, you know, scripture, it it is there. Um, it just may not come as naturally or as easily or as quickly. Um, so, a good point about memorization. Yes. I can't remember if you talked about this in class or if you had just mentioned it one time, but you told me that a member of uh, British Parliament would pray, I think, one of the Psalms on the way to work basically every day. And I have not reached that yet. Uh, And now that I work at home, my commute is really short. Um, But my goal is to find a certain time of day to to say a memorized uh, psalm or scripture or something and just do it every day at that same time. Amen. I've not reached that yet. That's a good goal. William Wilberforce is the name of the uh, British member of parliament. You can look that up. If you look up William Wilberforce and the Psalms, you won't fail to find it. Um, but yeah, no, a good, a good day, a, a good, it's a good idea, a good goal. So um, any other thoughts? We're actually kind of um, drawing close here to the end. Um, I thank you guys for your uh, uh, feedback, for your thoughts. Um, I'm always interested in what you guys find um, most useful about these. Or uh, And again, I think Al said this was meant to be something that was very practical, that would cover a lot of areas, that would offer encouragement and, and you know, a guide about how we can become more godly, more godly Christians um, as we're commanded to. And uh, just, a, just a, a quick thought or two here as we finish up. Perseverance in these disciplines. Disciplines are called disciplines for a reason. They're not always easy. Um, they're not always uh, <laughs> they're not always pleasant, but they can bear great rewards. And remember, don't allow yourself to think about it as you earning something from God. That's very important. Okay, by praying every day, we don't earn God's favor, but because God has commanded us to. He can use that prayer to change us. It is God who changes our lives, our hearts, um, makes us more holy. Um, and we have, we have great encouragement, too, that God um, will guide us and give us uh, strength in this. Uh, a, a verse that is, um, I feel, is, uh, very encouraging to me, 2 Timothy 1, 7 for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control, okay? It is the essence of a godly person to have and, and exercise self-control, and God will give us, and God will, God's spirit will aid us in that. God wants us to be holy as well, and um, there's many there's many spiritual disciplines that, that can bear fruit in our lives. Some of them may be uh, 
more at some times than at others. We talked about, you know, there, there, there could be a, a certain time when we notice it more, but they all have great value. Um, and I think, just, just to finish off here, and then we'll, I'll open it up for any final comments, um, I have one more verse I'd like to read to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Philippians 1, 6. Because remember, as, as I read this, remember where our salvation comes from and where the, the energy and the desire to become more godly and more holy comes from. First Philippians 1, 6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Someday in heaven we will all be perfectly holy and um, I look forward to that day. But you know, in, the, in the interim, in the here and now, Scripture gives us a lot of uh, disciplines that we can work on to practice that God can use to make us holy and um, can, can change us and make us more Christ-like, and that's the goal of every Christian. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. Um, feel free, um, like I said, you can always pick the book up if you want it. If you don't want to buy it, you let me know. You can borrow mine. Um, I've got a study guide, too. Um, if you want to go back through some of this. And I hope, like I said, thank you for your patience. Thank you for your feedback. I hope the study's been useful for you. Final thoughts or questions? Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Barbara. Carrie. Um, I think throughout this whole study, it's been helpful to see that like with the disciplines, they can seem intimidating at first, and I think there are some people that are more excellent at like jumping in with both feet and like going full force. But for maybe someone who isn't always there, um, just seeing and being humbled by the way that God can take a little bit of our faithfulness or a little bit of our effort in any of these areas and bless that. And like that can spur or has spurred me on to try and be more faithful. And so I don't know. I know you guys have talked about that in the different areas that we've talked about, but just mm-hmm. like seeing kind of the big picture of that is helpful too. Thank you. Amen. And one more time, a special thanks to uh, the other men who helped uh, present some of these chapters. I really appreciate your time. Any other thoughts? Five minutes early. All right. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>